Hello, this is Imaginative Innovations with your hosts, Benjamin and Kellen. Hello, I'm your host, Kellen. And I am your host, Benjamin. In our show, we will talk about new and upcoming technologies and how we think they're going to change our world. We will discuss the impacts they have in society and we'll rate the products on a 1 to 10 scale. All right, let's get started. Today, our theme is 3D printing. We will talk about how 3D printing could revolutionize our society and change it for the better. I will talk about how currently many um, companies are using 3D printers to print houses for Earth and in space. And I'll talk about how 3D printing can be used to print body parts and food. Let's get to it. So um, what would you like to go first, Colin? Sure. So as I said earlier, I brought up the, print, the idea of 3D printing food. The 3D printed food tastes very authentic and is a very healthy alternative to tr- traditional eating. Uh, it, turns, uh, it turns various ingredients like plants, insects, or uh, like beetroots into tasty proteins and they're very safe to eat. Currently, 3D printing food is actually very advanced and is very edible and it's a really strong alternative for people who are vegetarians or vegans and they're very good for um for the environment how do they 3d print food well there's special printers to do that Mm -hmm. and um basically what they do is they take these ingredients and they alter them into some sort of protein and yeah. with that they're able to 3d print like shapes or really um really like like delicious looking treats that that are really pleasing to the eye and not only that but they're very they're very tasty and they taste very authentic and um it's extremely good for the environment do they have the same nutritional value as like say regular food um, some could argue that they have a uh, more tr- uh, nutritional value and um, they, since they come from, from recycled products, some vegetarians or some environmentalists would prefer to eat these, um, these products instead of traditional vegetables because of how much better it is for the environment and how much uh, healthier it is for like normal food prepared from like meat or plants. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, um, it it can it can also shape the food into fancy little structures, as I said before, and it actually saves a lot of time because if you were to make food into structures like that by hand, it would take a long time and it would be very annoying to keep having to like continue layers or perfect mm-hmm. the shape. Uh, that's just like a bonus. It has. It doesn't really have a lot to do with the taste, but it makes the food look very, very pleasing, and it makes you want to try it even more. Three yeah. uh, D printers are also able to print prosthetic limbs. They can even make certain tissues and many organs based on previous knowledge of humans' bodies. Uh, the result of these would actually come out to be much cheaper than if you were to buy a normal prosthetic limb. That would be maybe around like tens of thousands of dollars, maybe even hundreds of thousands. But with 3D printing, they actually would cost about $50 or somewhere in like the double digits and triple digits. So 
the cost of these limbs are extremely cheap and um, in the future they could be uh, the main source of prosthetic limbs. The only reason that they are not the most reliable is because of the materials used. They're not, they're not supposed to support the full body weight of a human body. So they're very fragile. And if you were to put your, all your weight on it, it would, the prosthetic limb would probably break, but it's still a very, very good idea for the future. Once 3d printers are able to uh, work with hard metals like titanium or other alloys and build stronger prosthetic limbs. Um, cool. Um, do you see, like, how far out are we from that? Like, what can prosthetic um, limbs do right now? Uh, well, they they serve the same purpose as any other prosthetic limb. They can move and bend and uh, pick up things. Just do all the all the purposes of an actual human limb, but the supporting body weight is just pretty much its only it's only downside right now. It can still do all the normal functions of a human hand or a human arm or a leg. Um, but if you were to like, if you had an arm and you wanted to do like a push up or some sort mm -hmm. of exercise, then it would probably not be able to support that body weight and it would end up being damaged or broken. Why are they so fragile? Um, so the, the materials used in the 3d printers um they're not only are they not supposed to support a hu a full human's body but the way they're constructed is a little thin and even if they were the the amount of the material that the printer uses would um ultimately just break if it were to support a hundred pounds or even heavier than that so just it's there's still a lot of work to be done with the printer, but in the future, when um, the use of titanium or other strong metals and alloys become more common, uh, then 3D printing limbs would be a very, a very useful way to give people what they, what they previously lost. Yeah, that, that technology is so cool, and it, I can really see it going such a long way, like as you said earlier. Yeah. Um, I think that's about all I have to cover about 3D printing food and uh, body body parts. But yeah, there's certainly a lot of work to be done with. Um, with are you still? I I just paused it. Or oh. do, do you want to keep going? Uh, yeah, I just just like buy some more time. I just want to say like. Oh yeah, sorry. I yeah. thought you were okay. Not, okay. Five, four, three, two, one. So that's all about. Uh, all I have for 3D printing food and body parts. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done, but currently there, there's still a very, a very wide range of possibilities with, with these uh, different technologies. You can, uh, they're very, they're very pleasing to a vegan for the food side. And if you're an army veteran who previously lost an arm or a leg, uh, and you and you don't have a lot of money, then 3D printing your limb would be would be a very useful um, alternative yeah uh, but you still wouldn't be able to do all the normal normal functions that an actual leg would have so um well what I chose to do also had to do with 3d printing I chose 3d printing um, houses 
And like that might sound kind of crazy, but it's a reality right now. And like it can be applied so many different in so many different fields in so many different ways. And I'm gonna talk about that. So like like I said earlier, many companies are currently using 3D printing to better the world. For example, when 3D printing a house, it is much cheaper, faster, and more efficient. This allows more people to have access to houses. By 3D printing the houses with huge 3D printers. 3D printers. More people will have houses. The same happens when 3D printing houses for space, like out of this world. It solves the problem of transporting buildings to Mars, where, where with this new technology, scientists can send up 3D printers beforehand and build the house before the astronauts arrive. So the companies I will t- be talking about today are Apis Core a company that 3D prints houses on Earth, and then AI Space Factory 3D, which builds 3D printed homes, but for space. Um, but they also are going to try to, in the future, build them on Earth as well, in case you want one. So first off, Apis Core. So Apis Core basically has a 3D printer, which looks like a big arm that swivels around and builds a house around it. It uses cement and builds up layer by layer. It is really cool to watch. If you want to um, go watch a time-lapse video of it, there's some really good videos on YouTube. The crazy thing, though, is that you can build a house that only costs $10,000, and it can be built in one day, according to Business Insider. This is so much faster than conventional building techniques, and in essence, so much cheaper. One minor problem right now is that all plumbing and appliances need to put in by hand, so it's not perfect. Even though not everything can be printed, it is still new promising um, technology, but it's like just crazy to think about how like conventional houses are like 15 times more expensive than a 3D printed house. And uh, many companies are partnering with charities trying to end global homelessness. It just like, like on the charitable side, it just like humanitarians, it like just it has so many benefits and possibilities. It's like, crazy and it's already come so far like 3d printing a house like who would have thought um yeah that's next yeah Yeah. um yeah that's pretty crazy to think about how um a few years ago i was using a 3d printer in elementary school just to you know make make an animal that i drew on an ipad or something but it's crazy to think that it can build an entire house and possibly end global homelessness uh how how exactly big can these houses be made well so that's a good question the houses um it depends on if you're just having the 3d printer sitting in one place yeah the houses aren't very large they're usually just one room maybe like 20 by 10 feet or something like that they're not huge but um if you move the 3d printer around you can get like the house is like the sky's your limit you can build a huge house one problem they also have right now though is they can't build up one story like but they're um trying to come up with new technology so that they can build like skyscrapers 3d printers but right now they can't do that so it's just like one story houses so how uh stable would these houses be are they more on the um like really stable where they could be like a permanent house and uh, even in like a place like California with a lot of fault lines, would mm-hmm. they would it be able to survive there, or is it more of a temporary house and just just some place to stay before you get your feet back on track? Um, it is. I think it's a permanent house. I'm not sure exactly how durable it is, but um, like it's advertised as being a house that like you just go and buy, but it's also so much cheaper. Like they have this um model house in California, I think that they made, and it's like just a 
looks like an average one-story house. I don't know how durable it is or like how earthquake resistant, for lack of better words, it is. Um, but it's meant to be a permanent residential structure. Um, so the next company I was going to talk about is AI Space Factory. Um, and they also build houses, but they build houses for space and specific they're trying to build them for Mars because um, one of the problems with having houses on Mars is that like, unless you build them there you have to take take them with you and taking them with you takes up a, a ton of space and then is really expensive so one of the benefits of building them at Mars is that you don't have to take them with you you only have to take the materials or what you're building them with you to Mars um, so uh, the AI Space Factory houses actually solve these. So the houses look like kind of tall layered lava lamps. They have like you can see all the layers in them because they're 3D printed, but they're they're kind of these um, funny bulbous shapes, and um, they call their building Marsha. Um, by 3D printing the houses, they solve many of the problems that I said earlier, but also they solve the problem and danger of radiation. Radiation po um, poisoning is a serious problem on Mars, because if you're going to stay there for months at a time, you will die unless you have some sort of radiation protection. And so how they solve this like, um, is to prevent people from experiencing 5,000 times more radiation on Mars and Earth. They um, build the houses out of materials found on Mars. So they don't have to take the materials with them, but it also the materials made of a basalt compound and um, plant-based polymers, they um, are, they protect against radiation, which is really cool. Like it solves, it like solves two problems. Um, so the basalt composite is prevalent on Mars because of the volcanoes that erupted many years ago. And one of the last benefit is that being above ground helps maintain psychological health. Many of the other um, buildings that were presented as options for Mars were below ground, which protects against radiation, but psychological health is very important, especially when you're like with a group of five people on your own for like years, maybe possibly. And um, being above ground, like just interacting with nature is scientifically proven to help improve psychological health and that's one last benefit these buildings have. Like um, the fear that scientists have is that below ground bunkers may hurt people's mental health. And that's why this is so critical. Um, so like overall 3D printing buildings has so many possibilities and can really change the world for better. And I'm excited to see where it takes us. Wow, that's, uh, does these, do these 3D printers have to be operated by humans also like the um, ones on earth? Well, so with, in the future, they plan on having them totally be automatic. So, like, they send them before the astronauts get there. They build their houses. So when the astronauts arrive, they can just go into the house. They don't have to build it or help. Currently, this company got, like, a $500,000 um, grant from NASA, I think. Um, and, the like, where they are now, it takes – they have to intervene sometimes because it will go off track. But it is um, – mostly automatic they hope to make it fully automatic in the future though that's 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 really cool so um uh would you say living on mars would be a possibility like in the future once a lot of houses are built 
since it protects you from so much radiation. Yeah, I think it like makes it much more of a possibility than it was previously. Um, like it's so this house solves so many of the problems. Like it makes it cheaper, more efficient, more people can get there. The um, it like solves the radiation problem. It I, it's really promising. And these houses, like I I don't know, I'm, I I want to live in one of them. They're they're really they look really nice and um yeah, there's nice houses. So, um, so, so like right now, only like, like privileged, like astronauts are able to go up and, you know, like work the 3D prints or like check out the houses on Mars. So how long do you think it'll take to get like some like average Joe from Earth to be able to like just fly to Mars, see what it's like to live in one of those houses and experience life on another planet? Well, so right now they haven't actually been built on Mars yet because they still have some problems that they have to do and they have to send people to Mars for them to actually build them. But uh, like they are tr- already trying to make like the average Joe, you call it, to be able to have access to that, this house. Like they built a full scale model in I think Maine and you can like go see it and they one other goal of their company is to allow people to buy these houses in case you want them on earth. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Just to think about, um, houses already on Mars. Um, like the, maybe moving, like moving an entire population of a country or a state to Mars could be possible with this. Right. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause like global warming is a very, uh, active problem in our, in our world right now. And um, a lot of people think it might be beyond saving, but just to think like if our earth gets destroyed, just already having a civilization on Mars or houses to stay in to protect you from the radiation, that's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think we have, this is all we have to talk about. So um, Ben, how would you rate your 3D printing houses on a 1 to 10 scale, and why? Well, I think I'm going to rate it a 9.5, because I feel like it's come so far so um, so um far already. Like, it's crazy to think that we can build a house for $10,000 when, like, houses nowadays cost so much more. But, um, and I also see it going, having so many future possibilities, like being able to build skyscrapers, and it just like limits the cost and labor and stuff like that. And I think it's just has so many possibilities and is really cool. What about you, Colin? Um, well, for 3D printing food, I believe it can be maybe a nine or an 8.75 out of 10, because it's already, it's already, yeah, like you said, it's already come so far. It's mm-hmm. an extremely healthy alternative, especially for vegetarians. Yeah. Um, they're everything is organic. They're all, um, like, they're all different ingredients just meshed to make a protein that would that is actually very nutritional, um, and even makes it look nice with these like interesting shapes and uh, structures. So it's already, and it's also cheaper and much faster than if you were to bake like a cookie and shape it this certain way by hand as yeah. for yeah, you go oh well like like i was gonna say i think it also solves one of those problems like 
cows, like, they emit a ton of methane, and that's a main cause of global warming in the United States. And, like, like 3D printing food or, like, Impossible Burgers or stuff like that where we're artificially creating meat, it, like, solves it solves many problems as well. And I think that's important. And cool. Yeah. And yeah, this, like you said, it, it really helps the environment by taking these natural ingredients and just making, making edible food and nice ingredients for them. As for prosthetic limbs, I believe I would rate that maybe a five out of 10, uh, just because it's not, it's not the best way to get, um, a limb that you lost because like I said earlier it would it would most likely break under the pressure of a whole human body um, and it's it's just it's just not like at that like like huge impacts level but it is still like a very very um, it still has a bunch of potential to be uh, like a, a life-changing um, technology because um, how of how cheap it is to just to literally print an actual hand or an arm or a leg yeah yeah it can still do like all the features or like all the functions of of a body part like wiggle your fingers or bend your wrist and all that but um just it's it still just can't you know f- just support that entire weight of a human but in the future when the use of very strong metals become more common then uh this this product will definitely be uh one of the one of the life-changing technologies in our world yeah so this was imaginative innovations brought to you by benjamin viafor and kellen Wu. thank you for tuning in this is our show for today see you next tuesday at three see ya